Oh, yes. Hera is great. Hera is fantastic. If I saw Hera in real life, I would run the other direction. <laughs> Please do not approach me. You are kind of wild and unpredictable. You might turn me yes. into something. Yes. All right, and welcome to the Book Drawer Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan talk about a book-related topic on a bi-weekly basis. My name is Marissa. I probably should mention that part. How are you today, <laughs> Megan? I'm good. You know, I was just thinking, I feel like it's been a long time since we recorded, even though we do it every two weeks. It always feels like that, doesn't it? It does. I don't know why. I think it's just because, you know, I leave everything to the last minute. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, shoot. We were talking about this yesterday, actually. We were like, oh, we're going to like, you're going to come over, right? And I was like, yeah. Like, she was like, yeah, you're going to come over. I was like, cool. And then I was like, I still have to prep. And she was like, I still have to prep. I know. I do like one or two things, like, I don't know, I guess like options for our research. And then I'm like, and eh, I'll do the rest a little closer to the date we record. You do way more than me. So like, I'm always like the night before or like the day of being like, Okay, so the topic was <laughs> yeah. What what even was it? Let's write <laughs> an essay on it now. I feel like I'm always prepared when we actually get to this point. Yes, but then like me too, me too. Even it, though we could be more prepared, <laughs> we could be more prepared. Uh, so in short, how this works is we talk about a topic that we drew in the previous podcast out of a jar full of topics. Ergo, the book jar, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about some characters that we love, but would probably, you know, rather not ever see in real life. Yeah. IRL, no thank you. No thanks. (laughs) But before we get to that, we are going to talk about our our most recent reads, which I think we've switched positions, which you are now in a reading slump and I am burning through some books. That's really good. Yeah. I'm glad you you weren't in a reading slump. (laughs) Yeah. But do you know how, do you remember how last podcast, you know, all those weeks ago, (laughs) I said, here are my three options and I will come back having read one of them. Yes. And do you remember months ago when I said, whenever I say I'm going to read a book, it never happens. Yes. Yeah. I didn't read any of the three. I thought maybe giving like three options. (laughs) I did start one. So I did start my Sailor Moon manga. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's the codename Sailor V, which focuses on Sailor Venus. And I did start it. And then it immediately got put on hold because a dear friend recommended <laughs> that I read Akatar. Yeah. If not just to rant about some of the choices that were made in the books. Mm-hmm. So I have read now A Court of... Thorns and Roses, and A Court of Mist and Fury, which are the second one. I took a pause there, which I'm going to actually say <laughs> was to look up the names because, like, they're so similar yet they different. Are, they are. And then, like, everyone says, like, Akhtar or Akamoth or uh, n- there's another one. They're all, like, are just pronounced by the first letter of their words. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah. And anyway, so I'm on A Court of Wings and Ruin. Oh. Which is the third one in, like, the main trilogy, but I guess there's, like, a whole bunch of mm-hmm. spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to read the spinoffs. Mm, that's fair. I 
you know, <laughs> I've been devouring them, but like yes. at the same time, I'm not enjoying it as much as I, I, I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as I enjoy the throne of glass. Yes. Yes. I do think like the first book has the same feel where I'm like, this feels kind of like it's going to be irrelevant in a second. And mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't irrelevant. Like she definitely like uses it to like leap into the next plot point. But it really went from like, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast yep. <laughs> and retell Beauty and the Beast <laughs> to, oh my God, let's retell Hades and Persephone. Yeah. And I always thought I really loved Beauty and the Beast and I do love Beauty and the Beast. However, the Hades and Persephone part was like way better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting through the third one. Maybe the end of the third one will make me feel a little bit differently. Yeah, you gotta let me know because I stopped reading after the second one. So. Right. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know if it's worth it to finish it personally. So, gotta give me your opinion. I'm excited to do that, but like, I don't. I don't necessarily know. Yeah, I don't want to hate on it because, like, I have read the whole thing and I thought it was more or less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been my favorite, even Sarah J. Moss series, though. So, like, at some point, like that, that kind of says something. <laughs> it's yeah. not even my favorite series by the author. But I get why people like it at the same breath. Like, I think the phase are really cool. I think the world building is really cool. I just think there's some things I wish you would have added. Um, and I'm not at the end of the third book, so I'll talk about that when I actually get there to make yeah. sure that they won't, weren't, I don't know, shoved in at the end or something. The last few pages and this, this, and this happened. <laughs> and... like, oh, Marissa is suddenly happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that's what I've gone through. I am, so I'm working on the third one, and then I'm working on the first Sailor V manga. And that's kind of my reading situation right now. How are you doing? It's pretty good. I'm, yeah, like, I am opposite. So I'm still reading No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. Right. Which, so, I don't know. I feel like I've just been, like, picking books that I'm, like, not loving. Like, I'm just, like, not getting part, into it. <laughs> is this part of your, like, because I know a big goal of yours yeah. was to expand, like, what kinds of books you were picking up. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that, like, kind of why, do you think? Like, is I this a book you would have normally picked up? Probably not. Okay. I feel like, yeah, like, it's, I was trying to do something a little different to see, right. like, maybe I'll really enjoy this type of book. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it was kind of hard after reading, like, um, The Burning God. Like, that was a really, like, right. intense book. And then before that, I read You May, and that was kind of a a longer book as well. So, mm-hmm. and like, I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. So it's just been like book after book that I just feel like I'm working to finish it. Yeah. And so like right now, like I do have to say, like I am in the last like 50 pages of this book and I am enjoying it more because how right. it's set up is like the main protagonist, like is almost kind of like, like an internet sensation sort of thing. Like they have this thing called the portal which is basically like the internet so you can post whatever and she's like I kind of reminded me of like Tumblr days when you just like oh my god like crap posted stuff you know yeah. like it was just like you said words and things and it was funny because our humor is so messed up this day yeah. and age so it was kind of like that and it's broken up literally in paragraphs and then it has like the little dot 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 things i don't remember mm-hmm. what they're called but ellipses yeah <laughs> but like between the paragraphs oh yes yes, yes. like okay. breaking them up yeah. so it's a lot of that so it really, really stunts your reading like flow, flow. Mm-hmm. and then so now in the second part like something happens in her life where she's more based in reality and she's not in this portal type thing 
Oh, okay. So it's like, you can kind of see there's a change of her writing in it. And it's like, I'm get like, it's not as... Like, it was almost spastic in the first half of the book where I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're talking about this meme and now you're talking about, like, a dictator and you're talking about this, this, and this, and it just bounces back and forth, which I totally get, like, the premise is, like, Mm -hmm. that is how it is when you're scrolling on TikTok or you're scrolling on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But it's really hard to read. Yeah. Because your focus isn't there. And then, like, the second half is more linear, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting into. So I think I just like I'm gonna just sit down tomorrow, and just read the rest of the pages, kind of and then it, yeah. go from there because it is getting a little easier. But I don't know. I that's another. Th- it might just be one review. of those books that like are just really hard to get into because it sounds like, and maybe that's like a point of the book. But I I get what you're saying. I'm like tempted hearing you talk to just like send you home with like Sailor Moon manga and be like, here you go. Here's something easy, fun, and you'll enjoy. That's what I need. But it's also like <laughs> manga at this point is a little bit still outside of your comfort zone. Like yes. it's not something you reach for. So like that could kind of be hitting two birds with one stone. You might need to take like a little bit of a I break think, from I the think, books that you yeah, wouldn't I'm, normally grab. Because it's either after this, I'm like need a break from reading altogether or I need to read something that's like fun. Like, I might actually just send you home with some Sailor Moon because, yeah. like, I think that's a good palate cleanse. Yeah, that might be good. Even the first one, if I get through one of them, <laughs> just get through feel one better. and then you'll be like, oh, <laughs> this also, they're, they're so quick. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a different reading style because you have to read it from right to left. Yeah, that's true. So it still will be, like, a little bit different, but it'll get you a little comfy with that, which might, I don't know, be important in the... Um, <clears throat> I don't know, coming in months. The, in the future. Yeah, in the future. Future book jar topics. <laughs> yeah, in the future. Um, <laughs> maybe the future of, I don't know, maybe like a book club we might be starting oh, or something. What? What do yeah. you mean? I know, right? We don't book have any club. solid plans yet. Hmm. Um, <laughs> might be coming in the future. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to kind of say about your most recent reads or like kind that, of where that's going? That's it. That's kind of my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. It's a little mm-hmm. depressing, but that's okay. That's okay. We all okay. we all have those. So exactly. It's, it's all good. All right. So well, let's go to today's topic, which is, of course, I already said it, but I'll say it one more time. Your favorite character that you would that you just love in their own world. But if you met them in real life, you would want to stay 50 yards yes, or more far, away. far away. <laughs> Please do not approach. <laughs> I have I actually had more than maybe I thought I was going to. I don't even think this is like an all-encompassing list. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm missing some really big ones. Me too. I want to start with a book that we both have read. Uh, so it is a graphic novel. The It's a character from Lore Olympus. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with her in the book. I think she's fabulous. She's She's problematic for sure. She's got her qualms and stuff like that, but I love her. And how she's represented, and I think it really plays off the mythology, but it's Hera. Oh, yes. Hera is great. Hera is fantastic. If I saw Hera in real life, I would run the other direction. (laughs) Please do not approach me. You are kind of wild and unpredictable. You might turn me into something. Yes. I feel like she's like a very good, protective, like almost mom character, especially Mm -hmm. to Persephone and like. Any other kind of woman in the book who's like... She's very, like... She's very protective of the women yeah. in the story in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. 
but like not in other ways. Yes. Like I wouldn't go to her because I had something I wanted to rant about. Mm-hmm. If I was if I was like a goddess, because that would be the only way I would ever yeah. approach Hera. <laughs> but like also I wouldn't I would definitely go to her if somebody had like actual like hurt me like, or yeah. wronged me. Yeah. Because one, she might already know. Mm-hmm. And two, she's she's got some passion for the vengeance. <laughs> like, totally. I just yeah, I think I think in my current mortal state, I would I would just kind of be like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one for sure. There were a totally couple in, in Laura Olympus that I felt like maybe I wouldn't want to see in real life. Yeah. Like in my current body and you know yeah humanness well and i think like because there are mortals yes there but they're not like treating the best like no they're, they're not like, mortals are a dime a dozen yeah like, who cares who about cares them about... They, they have such a fleeting little life yeah. anyway nobody cares i can kill another one for you if you want it's like very like who gives a shit about them yeah which is how the gods definitely treated mortals in oh, Greek sure. mythology anyway. Sure. Which is why it's a, she's a very good character. And I think she's a really interesting, like, Rachel Smith does such a good job of bringing the characters alive mm-hmm. in a way that seems to, like, represent, or at least for me. Like, I know a lot of people, there, there are people who don't like the series or whatever. But, like, I think it just, like, brings them alive in a way that still respects their Greek mythology origins, but definitely mm-hmm. tones them into a 2022 yes. perspective, like a 21st century like mindset. Like mm-hmm. they are no longer like just vicious killers. Yeah. Like Hades. <laughs> just, just. Hades of the mythology wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> in our eyes as a love interest. Yeah. Hades, who's just like a lonely little rich boy, that kind of works. Yeah. Like we can we can make that work. It's more like you definitely can relate to them more. And I think that's like an important thing when you're reading these characters is like we love reading them because they're relatable or they're yeah. like something we wish we could do. An aspiration or, like, or something. Yeah. So yeah. I totally get it. But then you're like, actually, this is really troublesome in real life. <laughs> if we put them in our worlds, I would run. I'm pretty sure our world would just explode. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that's kind of my first one. I, th- I think it's justifiable yeah. why I wouldn't want to see her in real life, but I do love her. I think she's a great character. Yes. That's like a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, my first one. Okay. <laughs> is Fang Runin Rin from the Poppy War series. Okay. So I don't know. I'm sure trying kind I ha- of. I had a feeling you were going to bring the Poppy Wars. <sighs> I got it. I got it. She's just, she's such a like interesting character. So like we meet Rin and she's 14 years old. She's a war orphan. She's kind of like living in these slums her her like adoptive parents sell opium to like get by like all this stuff and basically they're like you don't have a future like we're marrying you off to this man who's like 30 years older than you like that's that's what you're good for we get money from doing this but she's like you know what no i'm gonna bribe this tutor with opium and get him to teach me to take this like high class prestigious academy like test and it's, like, super, super hard. Like, mm. only, obviously, people who are, like, really rich and have education are, like, the ones that get into it. But she studies, like, day and night for weeks leading up to this test. So it really shows, like, just how determined she is and, like, hardworking she is. 
she's a little i don't know she does things like to stay focused she like burns her arms and stuff like that so she's very Ooh. intense like she's a very understand why this book comes with so many yeah. content warnings. yes so yes content warning there is obviously self-harm um but she she's a very intense character but she's mm-hmm. really like in the first book she's really interesting to read because she kind of grows from this like you know like peasant girl yeah and she like kind of a spoiler gets into the academy it happens within the first few chapters of the book but (laughs) um and like grows into this like like soldier yeah because that's what they're doing they're like training soldiers and stuff like that so she's really cool she's really strong she's really powerful that being Mm -hmm. said i would not want her to be my leader i would not want to be her friend yeah she's very like she wants power like her thing is power so if you are in her way or if you go against what she thinks is the right way to gain power and to like control her country and lead her country, you might die. Like if you're yeah. an, you're an innocent in a little town that has like opposing um the opposing country in it, guess what? She's burning down your whole town. You ain't yeah. got a chance. She doesn't give no. a damn. No. I mean, and she does grow, she does change, but she has done things like she did mass genocide. Um, and she was feeling guilty about it. Like they do touch on it. Like mm-hmm. it's not like it's not addressed and stuff. But it's like you either need to prove your worth to her and how you're gonna help her do what she needs to get done, mm-hmm. or yeah, like you're just gonna kind of be like a starving refugee right. under her power, basically. So yeah, she's just like a powerful shaman. Ultimately, is what she ends up being. Yeah, she sounds like somebody I'd She's scary. Run away from. She's scary. And like, you know, she's a strong, independent woman, and I'm all for that. That's why I loved reading her. Yeah. But also some things I was really like, I don't approve of that. Not that it matters. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in that situation, but Well, she kind of reminds me of another character I almost added. Yeah. But I didn't. And I want to see if you maybe have her on your list, which is Zetshin. From I Iron Widow. was looking Jean at Jean her. Jean. Yeah. I was looking at her, but I didn't add her either. So you didn't add her. I'm curious why you didn't add her. I just feel like she's got valid points. So that was, <laughs> um, that was a little bit my thing. So she's got some valid points. She's also like, I really think if she met me, yeah. like she wouldn't try to kill me. Yes. Yeah. Like she would. And she's shown this throughout the first book, at least. That she really does want to help women yeah. who don't, who also want to fight against oppression. That's how I feel, Specifically. Yeah. Like, it's like, first help women, second, are they also fighting against oppression? Yeah. Which kind of gets added in to her qualifications for who she's willing to help. I do think if we had a conversation, she would be like, you're, you're, you're an ally. And yeah. not... Like, you're uh, useless to me, or you're yeah, like... Yeah, or I would easily kill you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's why I think I she didn't. has some very strong morals that mm-hmm. would guide that. And so that's why I didn't add her. I don't know where it's going to go in the second book. That my, my opinion on that might change. But she was one where I was like, ooh, she's a little terrifying. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? She's terrifying with good reason and like, like fair. And you can like, <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. If you can justify what she's doing and be like, you know what? If I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same thing. Sure. Yeah. But here with Ren, there was a lot of things that I'm like, okay, like, obviously, like, I don't agree. I don't agree. Like, obviously, I'm not in war and I don't know how it is to just be trying to survive and, like, yeah. save your people. But I'm like, there were still individual things where she's she didn't have to 
do what she did. And it's like she has like one really close friend and their morals clash sometimes. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, I side with your friend more than you. So then I'm like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, she's a really interesting character, but yeah. Yeah. I would be terrified of her. (laughs) That she and I felt more like I'd be like a little wary at first. She, yeah. But like she would also be wary at first. Yeah. It would not be like, oh, wow, you're so cool. You're so amazing. It would be like, we're going to need a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I felt, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't add her, but she was like, she she was somebody I considered. Yeah, for sure. I, Me too. For like a, probably. like a split second, I'm like, oh, she would be good. But also, no, I'd hang out with her. No, I'd <laughs> hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. I'd totally, I'd, I'd totally help her smash the page here. Yeah, I totally yeah, would. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I have another one. Um... Well, I have so many, but I want to start with the ones that I know you've read <laughs> okay. or that I know you're familiar with. So I've been reading Sarah J. Moss. Mm-hmm. So I do have a couple qualifiers from, from her. I'm going to go with the one I'm most recently introduced to, which is Rezend. I believe that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with this man in real life. <laughs> I want absolutely nothing to do with this man. This man is the lord of the night court mm-hmm. amongst other mm-hmm. things. He really has no problems killing anyone, especially, like, humans. He's oh. not gonna, you know? Yeah, he ain't gonna care. He ain't gonna care. And so the thing I found with a lot of the Sarah J. Moss characters when I considered them is I was like, they are great to read about in the terms of, like, the mate thing. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, I'm so in love with this person. I would do anything to protect them. I am not their mate. That makes me very, like, dispensable. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want anything. I don't want to be around these people. (laughs) I don't want to be anywhere close to them in real life. He's, like, probably top of the list of, like, I don't want anything to do with this man. He, in the first book, and this is a little bit of spoilers, but in A Court of Thorns and Roses, he very much sells out somebody that our MC Feyre grew up around because she gives him this other girl's name as her own. Mm. And she says, my name's Claire. And he goes and, like, they end up going and finding the Claire and she's tortured. I'm like, I don't want to be the Claire in this world. Mm -mm. (laughs) I don't want anything to do with anyone Mm -mm. here. They seem very willing to stomp on anyone (laughs) to kind of get through it, which is fine to read about. Yeah. Again, when you put it into, like, our world, it falls apart very quickly and, like, you're not a good person. Yeah. Or even if you were in their world, you would yeah. just be terrified for your life. Yeah. I would it, just be running. Yeah. I would probably die immediately, to yeah. be honest. You, yeah. You'd be like, oh, Marissa, we might as well go try and find her and torture her because yeah. that's <laughs> apparently this world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I'm just going to jump off into this one with straight into a throne of glass. I'm going to say Rowan. Yeah. Okay. I love Rowan. I think yes. he's my favorite love interest in the Sarah J. Moss's universes. Mm-hmm. I loved their story. I thought he was great. I actually recently reread just the passages between them because I was like, we actually talked about it the other night, and then, and then I was like, I have to read them. So I went <laughs> and read them. And like all this stuff, but like, <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near this fae warrior who's this like honed killer and tracker mm-hmm. who would do anything to protect his queen. I want to stay about as far away from that as I possibly can. Yeah. Because they don't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. And I'm going to say Aelin as well. I don't want to be. No. Mm-mm. She would try her best 
But there is a inner circle of people she's going to protect. And you know what? Marissa is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Again, very dispensable. And, like, I feel like for me, if I was there, sometimes I just say things without thinking and they might be a little offensive. And, like, I feel like I would say something about one of her friends and, like, you're dead. She'd just be like, you're dead. You're dead. This is over. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) This is done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they, the, the fair, I mean, that's the point is that they're, like, very feral and, like, Mm -hmm. all this stuff too, right? So... Like, I don't really, like, I, I'm fine reading about them. That's okay. I love the love story. Yeah. Absolutely. No way in hell would I approach these people if they entered our world or I entered theirs. Yeah. I would be like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to stand over there, yeah. actually. You're here. I should leave town. That's it's a so, good idea. so true. And, well, that kind of, like, is similar to, like, this romance that I have. And it's from the the Folk of Air series. So I don't know if you've read that. It's by Holly Black. No, but I think you mentioned this one Yeah. Before. So the first book's called The Cruel Prince. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, if that doesn't explain a character to you, I don't know <laughs> what else is going to do it for you. But Jude Duart and Cardin Greenbrier. So they're kind of the main characters of the book. So Jude is a human girl living in Elfame, which Cardin is a prince of this and she basically lives there because her like parents die and then yeah one of the phase from the world like adopt her or like take her and her sisters like to live in elfame mm-hmm. so cardine is like same idea as rowan like he's yeah. a fae so he's like kind of terrifying yeah. they focus a lot on the fact that like fae can like entrance you and like make you do stuff uh-oh. If you're not protected. <laughs> yeah, so that's okay. a big thing in the book. And obviously they're a little bit stronger. And like he's portrayed as like this huge bully towards Jude and stuff. And like yeah. he's just kind of an a-hole. And she tries to do this like enemies to lovers thing between Cardin and Jude. And like it takes a long time to really get on board because like obviously I love reading it, but it's so toxic. <laughs> it's like such a toxic relationship. Okay, so as a big fan of the enemies to lovers yeah. trope there's a couple ways to do it and one of them involves me forgetting half the shit that somebody did yeah so this is a little bit of an aside but I'm, i've been watching buffy the vampire slayer and i'm not going to spoil anything if you've never watched it before it's obviously a show from the 90s so you're mm-hmm. a little bit behind but you're also behind like me so that's fine yeah there's a there's a there's an enemies to lover-esque romance happening i don't know how it's gonna resolve i haven't seen the end of it some of the stuff you just have to accept as okay because it's okay mm-hmm. in their eyes mm-hmm. and like like okay so this is like buffy and one of the other characters end up in like they're like in a fist fight and then they end up making out and it's like <laughs> quintessential lover like enemies to lovers yeah, right yeah. like quintessential yeah. But, like, at the same time, I'm sitting there being, like, this is great for my, like, internal love of this trope. Yes. I also don't want anyone to ever look at this as, like, ooh, this is a good, healthy yeah. relationship. This is how you, you know, start dating your mortal enemy. I don't know. It's it's not and I, healthy. I do find, like, sometimes the enemies to lovers is very nice. It's, like, the, the person who's the enemy, which is usually the guy, but not always, is always, like not actually evil but they Mm -hmm. always just think that they're evil or like they've been like kind of forced into it or whatever which is very like 
Rezan and um, Feyre. Yeah. He's kind of more of that. Like, he's doing evil things, but he has, like, a very good reason. Yeah. In his eyes and in Feyre's later. Like, she's yeah. like, I understand. Yeah. Also, everyone's kind of cruel in that universe. But, like, um, <laughs> it's still, like, one of those things where, like, I don't know. There, there's a way to do it, and it's like, oh, they're actually good, and they have a healthy relationship. They just started by hating each other. Yeah. And then there's the other one where it's like, uh, I'm going to be okay with this because in this world, this is this okay, world, but in yeah. our world, it's not. Yeah, and that's totally, like, Jude and Cardin. It was, like, the whole time, I'm like, you know, they're literally saying, I hate you so much, and, like, I'm going to, like, keep kissing you because, like, that's torturing him because you can't he can't handle being in love with a human or liking a human because mortals are below him. Like that, oh. like it's, it's like, oh, all of this like forbidden love forbidden type, love. like, uh, self-loathing. Like, self-loathing. And he's just like, I just can't get over you. And like, I just can't. And it's just like, like it, at this, it's like one point you're like, damn, you're saying some good lines there, bro. But also like, you guys are super toxic because you yeah. guys literally just fight all the time. And, like, on, like, their individual levels, they aren't good people. Like, to me, I feel like Cardin is just, like, a douchebag who doesn't deserve Jude mm. or anyone else. Like, he's super cruel, like, sarcastic, all this stuff. And I feel like he would be, like, in our world, like, the guy who wears white sunglasses and drives a lifted truck <laughs> and, like, just... <laughs> treats women horribly uh, you're like don't like, fall in love with that like, guy mm -mm, that's a there's a lot of red flags there and then for jude like she's not any like she's very interesting too like she's pretty manipulative and yeah. stuff like she goes from being fearful of Faye to being like you know what i'm gonna make them afraid of me yeah. which is super badass in like the world but she's also like so you can like she can lie like they whereas yeah. Faze can't lie to each other and stuff like in this book in that, in that. and so so she's able to like lie and like manipulate Faye that way because they think they're she's telling the truth when honest like she's not yeah and she's trying to protect herself and then she has these like rowan berries to protect her mm. from their powers so she can pretend she's under their influence pr pretend she's under their influence and then she like there is a part where she kind of tricks Cardin to um be under her control for a year like i can't remember exactly how it happens but yeah. he has to do everything that she wants for a year and i'm like damn girl like that's that's cool it's <laughs> a little brutal so it's just like they're both manipulative and i wouldn't want to be around them I in think, real life yeah i think this is one of the reasons why i think the that kind of enemies the lovers only works in fantasy novels mm -hmm, totally because if you gave that to me and you told me it was fiction but it was like contemporary fiction or like something else i'd be like this is so bad this is like as a, a relationship yeah abusive relationship this is just an abusive relationship yeah. but once you start throwing into fantasy elements i'm already being taken out of my world so yeah. i'm just kind of accepting that like that's okay for that world. Mm -hmm. I know obviously there's parts where it's taken a little bit too far or whatever and I don't agree with it. And it obviously becomes more blurred when it's like urban fantasy or we have elements of the real world. But when you have that high fantasy, it is kind of just like, ah, it's, it's okay because it's okay in this world and that's yes. the only place that where I will fine. be yeah. like, this is a cute love story because yeah. it's not cute. No, I wouldn't go around being like, you guys should read about Jude and Cardin because it's, so cute and healthy and just yeah. goals. Like, I would never do that. Yeah, yeah goals. <laughs> goals. 
Yeah, I, I, I do, I do agree with that, and I think that that's like, I don't know, if you're young and listening to this podcast, that's something to take away. Like, if you're reading fantasy novels, it's not. Mm-hmm. You should be not actually like looking for that person in real life at all. Like, do not no. look for a reason. No, he's he's not good in this world. Yeah, because there's there's no reason for that. Well, and I think that's why it is so kind of scary. Is they're writing these men that seem like they're going to do everything for you. Like they're going to like protect you, and- protect you or kill that person or torture that person. And it's like they make it seem like it's this huge romantic thing it is, in yeah. the book when in reality, like obviously that's a psychopath. Like yeah. you wouldn't feel safe in that situation. And I'm, I'm talking about somebody who like really loves reading the mm-hmm. enemy silver tropes, even in that yeah, like, severe too. fantasy way. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, going back to Buffy, like, this is some of the best parts of this the series. But I'm also, like, I'm so glad I didn't watch this as a teenager when I was, mm-hmm. like, more impressionable about my ideas of what a relationship looked like. Because this is unhealthy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is not okay. It's really, like, it's really only okay because of the vast amount of context that's happening underneath the surface. And yeah. when you're younger, you don't always take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Totally. It's total aside, but I'm gonna come bring it back to our point. So another person <laughs> doesn't fit well into the real world. Lots of these are fantasy people. Yeah, which it is makes, it yeah. feels a little bit unfair almost, but yeah. like it it is the point. <laughs> Geralt. Mm. I mentioned him at the end of the last podcast. Yeah. Because I said I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to meet Geralt. Cause like protect, but also attack. <laughs> um I've come to the conclusion, no, uh, because Geralt is really only nice. There's So there's another trope that I, I do. I'm a fan of. It's grumpy old man has young, like, daughter figure to look after. Mm-hmm. Very popular media, especially in video games. Yeah. Which is really interesting. But Geralt falls into that. Like, he is grumpy. He is terrible. He is this totally, he's like, ah, you know, if you're getting murdered and you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to save you. Like, it's very, like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> and I don't want that yeah. in my real life. You know what I mean? Like, I want him to give a shit if yeah, I'm getting murdered. In like, the- or, you know, like, hey, Geralt, like, can you come help me put my shelves in my house? He'll be like, no. No. Unless right. you pay me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. I thought we were friends, but that's yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. Jumping off of that, Geralt the Witcher, obviously, I, I should mention that. So Witchers don't have human emotions either, mm. which is a big thing in the books. I don't buy into that. I think that that's kind of bull. Yeah. They, they, he very clearly does have emotions. He seems more in denial about his emotions. Mm-hmm. But Yennefer, also in the Witcher books, love her. She's my favorite character. She is so strong-willed. She's, like, overcome so much. She has such, like, interesting stories. She's so strong. She's so capable. She, like, is really cold at first, but when she warms up to people, like, she also warms up to Ciri in the Mm -hmm. same way that Geralt does and, like, kind of takes her in as, like, almost like a daughter, but, like, she's really mean to Ciri, like, all the time. And it's, like, really sweet, but also, like, it's just complicated. And she's so complex of a character i love her so much Mm -hmm. i think she's one of my favorite characters in the book i do not want to be in the same country as yennefer if she ever enters our world (laughs) 
And if I see her, because I've been, well, one, I wouldn't survive in the witchery universe. Yeah. But two, <laughs> I would get immediately eaten by a monster. Yeah. But two, if I saw her, I would run away. Like, she is not going to help you unless you have a reason for her to help you. Mm-hmm. She's very manipulative. She's very tall. Like, she's very all these things that, like, you don't actually necessarily want to be around. Like, maybe if I was transported into the Witcher world, I would try to be your friend and, yeah. like, try to be useful to her. But I yeah. doubt I could be other. I, I, you'd have to offer her a lot for her to care about you. And so, great character. Fantastic character. Yeah. Love her in the books. Absolutely not somebody I'd want to actually interact yeah. with. I feel like so far I've gotten out of this conversation <laughs> is that we have nothing to offer our favorite characters. Well, so that was the other thing is I was like just struggling because it's like it's like but it's it's kind of true because they're in these fantasy worlds and I'm like Sorry. I guess I mean theoretically what I can offer them is I know how their story ends. That's true. <laughs> we know that because I've read the novel and we know who in. are the bad people are. That's actually kind of a trope in like some manga is like. It's like the character gets transported into like their favorite book mm-hmm. or something, and that one's that one's one of my favorites because I'm like, what would you like? It would be kind of yeah. wild to like well, know what was you happening. Do? Yeah, yeah. And the one manga I read about it, she like she tries to avoid everyone who's a main character, and I'm like, that's exactly what you would do though, because yeah. you know, entangling with them is a bad idea. You're gonna get in all the the stuff. You want to <laughs> stay in a like barely mentioned city. Mm-hmm. And you want it like when the characters are passing through, you want to freaking hide because mm-hmm. if they see you and they decide that they're going to take you along for their little adventure, like you're probably going to die. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's all I can really offer these people. And yeah. I mean, yeah, me yeah, too. That's about it. So. Me too. Like I'm good at hiding. That's it. Our 20, like our 2000, 21st century skill set. Does not match their needs. Yeah, like, can I Google it? Probably not, because they probably don't have Wi-Fi or yeah, internet. Internet. Anyway. Like, what do you mean? I can't help you. I don't. I don't know. If my cell phone, if I get transported with my cell phone and it has some sort of magical reception, then I'm a I'm a mage, though, right? Like right? I'm like right. Yeah. Like they would be like, wow, you have this like knowledge. unending. And vast knowledge. <laughs> I'd be like, that's I totally do. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, how do we get to this town? You'd be like, I don't know. Let me just guide our way. Let, let me, me just, guide our way. Let me figure that our... Google Google Maps. <laughs> but... Nearest store. <laughs> yeah. Nearest blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's man. about all I have to offer. No, that's all right. All um, right. Well, my next one's Aduan. From the Witchland series by Susan Denard. Okay. I love this character. He's like so good. He's like a blood witch. So he's not, he's like comes off as like kind of a villain in it. And um, he's just really interesting to read. He'd be terrifying to know in real life because as a blood witch, you can blood like track blood scents. So you can't run away from him because he'll know where you are. He can, That's he can, scary. yeah, a little scary. Um, he can control blood. So not only does that help him like be stronger and faster and heal himself, he can like freeze you. Oh, cool. So I'm yeah. at his mercy. Yes, at you're all at times. his mercy. Um, if he feels like it, you know, um, 
but he's a cool character because he can like get his arm chopped off and regenerate it and he ends up being like that cold brooding like hot guy that you know thinks he's like evil but turns out he like actually cares about certain people Mm -hmm. so like if they're injured or in trouble like you know he's gonna go help them and Mm -hmm. like or be like super upset if he's like can't be there so love him for that (laughs) but like i said in real life he would be terrifying if he was like hunting you or you got on his bad side yeah like scary like the thought of being controlled is terrifying to me um but again one of my favorite romances is between him and someone in the book so i can't hate him in the book but yeah again in 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 (laughs) his universe he works he works in ours he's a very scary scary man and his eyes turn red yeah no so he's kind of like a little bit of a monster type thing like i'd be like he gives off like michael myers vibes because michael myers is kind of like from halloween mm-hmm. he's like apparently just a boy like he's yeah. just a man but he has super strength and he doesn't die and i just think that'd be scary yeah, I mean, in that real would, life that would be like what would actually happen though because if these <laughs> people got transported to our world they'd be so like stunned as well because we like, yeah, what yeah. like what's going on let me just start murdering everyone because <laughs> like, i'm scared because yeah, i'm scared I'm scared <laughs> but i have superpowers so like i'm yeah like, you know like it would like he's one of those people that he would just like never stop walking so like you'd be running as fast as you can but he'll just eventually catch up to you yeah like you know like he he definitely gives me serial killer vibes yeah in our world. In our world. In our world. In his world. Just he's, somebody. He's, he's just a hot man. Really great to align yourself with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a broody hot man who I want on my side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I have another one. So this one is from a sci-fi novel. Oh. So a little bit outside of the fantasy novel. And the reasons I don't really want to be around her have nothing to do with the sci-fi-ness of it. So I think this is actually maybe our most like fair one. Mm-hmm. And no hate to this character. Because, again, I love her. I love her. I just, I don't want to be around her in real life. Because she's probably not a great person to be around. Mm -hmm. It's April May from Hank Green's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. that's a good one. She is, like, so Mm self-involved. Which works for the story. And, like, the people around her love her because they know her and they love her for who she is. And that's great. But, like, she's not, they don't really try to hide this. She's not always a great person. Like, she hurts a lot of people because she's very Mm self-involved. She refuses to listen to people because she's self-involved. She gets famous because she's self-involved. Like, that's what happens, right? She kind of goes viral because she's focused on herself. Yeah. And that's what people like. And, like, yeah, she is fighting for, like, a greater good. And, like, she wants everyone to get along. She wants people to be nice to each other. But, like, her herself is very flawed in that way. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't, like, ever want to be near her. I do think, like, maybe I'm backpedaling a little bit here. But, like, I just don't think she'd be, like, the first one I would want to meet. She's probably one of the last ones I would want to meet. It wouldn't be dangerous. But I do think, like, especially... As she rises to fame, she's not going to give a crap about me. 
Yeah. Like, because she has her inner circle by that point, and she cares about only them. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to let somebody else in. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the bigger problem with it when the novel gets going. And then, like, kind of at the start, like, she's just so self-involved. Like, she wouldn't even notice me. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't really want to meet her just because I don't think we'd necessarily get along. Or, or, like, nothing would come out of it. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I kind of like characters like that that are so self-involved that they don't even care like they don't even like they say they care about their friends but they don't even know what's going on in their lives or like yes. what what's going on and why are they upset and which like in all fairness she gets called out on a lot yeah which is good they're call her out i find in like tv shows or books i get so frustrated and i'm like this is a shitty friend like why are you still friends with her like, yeah yeah why are you still like why are you still here i don't understand yeah. like you've gotten nothing out of it mm-hmm. but she they really do they call her out and then she tries to be better often but like fails mm-hmm. right like that's how i felt like she was just and like sometimes she was a better friend and like all this stuff but like most of the time it was like them being like hey you're kind of being a shitty person and her being like no i'm not <laughs> no <laughs> but i did like that there was awareness of like they were calling her out they weren't just there no matter what yeah that's like, i appreciate that yeah for sure it felt very realistic i also like i mean i love hank green and i know he put a lot of himself into april mm-hmm. i think he put like some of his more like insecurities as well of like am i like this i don't know yeah but like I, she's such a good character for the reasons that I wouldn't want to meet her as well because she feels real. Like, yeah. she, like this is a real person who mm. happens to be in a sci-fi novel. Yeah. But, like, she exists. People like her exist every day and you do become friends with them and you do have these heartbreaking friendships sometimes with them because they can't fix their self-centeredness or whatever. Or maybe you can say, you know, hey, like, you don't pay attention to me and then they do smarten up. But it's all, it's never like an easy friendship, but these people definitely exist. Yeah. And I, I like, it's hard not to love her as a character because she is real, mm-hmm. but also like, yeah, she wouldn't even notice me if we met. No. Definitely. And not because I'm like, oh, I'm not worth being noticed, but like, because she would just be like, I'm better. Yeah. And not meaning to be, but like, that's kind of her opinion, especially in the first book. Yeah, for sure. It's a good one. Yeah. Realistic. Yeah. Um, I have one more. Jack Torrance in The Shining by Stephen okay, King. Okay, that's fair. Possessed Jack Torrance, obviously. <laughs> like, I mean, he's still not the best dude before, but I feel like he's actually genuinely trying to change when he's himself, his normal yeah. self, I guess. Like, I I enjoyed reading about him. Like, and I think, like, obviously any horror movie, like, you're going to be like, oh, this is, like, interesting to read about this villain and this character not in real life yeah that'd be terrifying but i just love seeing like the mental ba- battle between jack and like the overlook hotel and like i don't know you're kind of like rooting for jack like he's sober and he's trying to do better for his family and he like takes this job so his mm-hmm. family can like reconnect and like grow stronger and yeah. it's like eventually he just like doesn't like he succumbs to the overlook hotel and like all these supernatural forces and he starts to drink you know, starts hating his own family. So it's like, it was always like a tense, like, feeling the whole time when I was reading about Jack. Like, he's yeah. definitely, like, a downward spiral that you're like, is is he actually going to? Obviously he is as a horror 
book. Like, there's no, like, happy ending, really, for, like, those characters. But, yeah, it's just, like, super interesting to see that. Um, Just to see him become, like, psycho, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed, like, reading about his death. That sounds super weird, saying that out loud. But it, <laughs> I thought it was such a creepy death. Like, I don't know. Have you read it? Yes. Yes, you've read it. Do you remember how he dies? I don't really. I mean, um, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> he, like, has a mallet, so be- so Jack's true self comes through, like, yeah. to-, to Danny, and is like, you need to run, like, get out of the house. And then the Overlook Hotel takes control over Jack again, yeah. and he has a mallet in his hand, and he smashes his face over and over and over again. Mm. Which, the movie, he freezes to death in the maze, and I hate how he dies in that movie so um but anyways it's just like super like it was just so well written obviously yeah. Stephen king like he's so good at what he does and he even has jack redeem himself and he even has jack redeem himself in the sequel dr sleep which i thought was super yeah. cool so He's a really good character. Like, he's an interesting character for that. So I- I'm glad that Stephen King wrote him as a redeemable character, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he was literally possessed, trying to kill his family and mm-hmm. other people. So, again, possession in real life, terrifying. Ghosts freak me out. And, yeah, that's that. That's that. That's and also, like, can we say the Overlook Hotel is a character that's fun reading? Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. you made that argument before that yeah. it's a character. It's so. a character. And would I stay in that hotel? No. Yeah, I would not want to meet that hotel. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think, I mean, horror makes sense also that there would be a couple characters from horror. Because you love reading about them. But again, like, stay out of my life, actually. Stay out of my life. You... and. And the thing is, with a lot of, like, well, for sure him and other characters talking about, it's like if they lived in our world, like, they'd probably be in jail. They'd probably be, like, really hated anyways. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, there's people like this who exist in our world with these, like, attributes and stuff. Not the magical stuff, but, like, the other things. Yeah, I also don't want to meet them. I don't want to meet them. And I feel like we probably never will unless we are in a really crappy situation. Mm -hmm. Like, murder mystery type stuff <laughs> like getting kidnapped like that well, kind of thank stuff. you yeah 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 um okay so i do have one kind of honorable mention okay I'm me too say. me too and uh it's funny to me because it's just funny to me because i this is again another character not from a fantasy Mm-hmm. novel so it's gonna be mr rochester <laughs> from jane oh, yeah. <laughs> i there's something to be said about a lot of male love interests mm-hmm. that would probably make this list in the sense that they're really great to the person that they love and like the love story is really great yeah but like i don't want anything to do with them at least before they fall in love because they're just horrible men yes who are like redeemed by the fact that they love a woman who actually cares about people mm-hmm um, which there's a theme about society in there that I'm not going to unpack. But Mr. Rochester is like just this brooding man who is kind of like you feel bad for him in the book. 
mm-hmm. because of what is happening and the situation he's kind of found himself in with kind of no way out of or no easy way out of. And you want it to work out with like Jane at portions of the book. Yeah. And I'm happy that it has a happy ending. I don't want anything to do with this man in real life. I do. I have zero. I would meet Jane Eyre in a heartbeat. Yeah. But Mr. Rochester can just can just stay away mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do not need to meet this man. Mm-mm. No. The Mm-mm. love story is one of my favorites. Still just tugs at the heartstrings. I have no interest in meeting him. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good one. Uh, my honorable mention is Coriolanus Snow. Which I'm, you're probably surprised I didn't put him in the the original list here. But, I mean, I feel like I've talked about him enough for people to know, like, I love reading him. He's a horrible char- like horrible person. Yeah. And I would not want to know him unless I was, like, some rich person that can, like, get him what he wants. Like, if, yeah. if our ties, like, were mutual and whatever, helped each other out. Beneficial. Um... Because otherwise he's going to have zero patience for you. Yeah, he's just not going to care. And yeah. But he's such a fun character to read, even though he's a horrible person. And that's all I got to say about him. And I yeah. I, I love him. That's <laughs> that's fair, other than the little part. In a um, pathetic way. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> you don't even know. I'm just kidding. He's actually, <laughs> it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> love to hate him. Love to hate him. That's fair. I think that's fair. I hate to love him. <laughs> I. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. Let's go on to. Do you have any other ones to mention before no, I move on? That's I, I don't. I um, so let's move on to our current or our upcoming reads, rather. Okay. Or where we're going next with our books so that I can just not listen to whatever I say in this portion because it's not going to happen, apparently, because it never happens. <laughs> um. I'm going to start. I'm, I'll actually start. I'm hoping to finish both the books that I've started and actually see them through. And so that's A Court of Wings and Ruin. And then obviously Codename Sailor V as well. And then from there, I'm tempted to just follow the Sarah J. Moss train and mm-hmm. try to pick up Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like maybe a good idea to just bang out all the Sarah J Moss books so once. (laughs) I personally like Crescent City, I think. I don't think I'll be reading further into Akatar world. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I say this also about a third of the way into the third book, so I don't know if they're going to hook me into reading the next one. I don't know how it ends. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm, I'm just a little exhausted with the world. It's just not as appealing to me as i thought it would maybe pull me into yeah um so yeah so maybe more sacred j moss if i'm if i'm being actually really hopeful i would like to finish out the witcher but i I don't know if i'm gonna go back there yet so that's where i'm at where are you heading i'll finish the book i'm reading no one's talking about this (laughs) and i don't know i need to look at my just pile of TBR, yeah, and see if there's just something pick that... random, and then just yes, no. pick a random or something I think, that I, I think, know I'm gonna enjoy. I think I'm gonna send you home with a Sailor Moon book, and then you can just read that one. I also, so I will say, like, I didn't mention this because I didn't read them in like full, 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't even count them in like my reading list for this year. But like I, I was also in a slump. And one of the things I did is I actually went back to uh, The Princess Diaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just like skimmed it. Mm-hmm. This is mostly because I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in The Princess Diaries, Mia, the main character, is also really obsessed with Buffy. And so mm-hmm. I was like, there was kind of like, I just remembered that. And I was like, oh, like I kind of want to read some of her thoughts as I'm like watching this show. And so I reread some of it and that kind of pulled me out of the slump as well yeah. because it was just like something familiar and I was reading again and it was just yeah. getting back into that. And I might have to do that. Just like read something I know that I love. And, and maybe Sabrielle needs to get another yeah, read Yeah, I might have to read her again. All right. Shall we draw our next topic? Yes. Okay. More than one jumped out there. <laughs> All right, we have what books have left an emotional impact on you? This is courtesy of Jen. Oh, good one. Uh, So thank you for that, Jen, for making us take a trip down trauma lane. Yep, (laughs) a little bit. I like how it's emotional impact and not just like what were some sad books or Mm -hmm. something like that because I feel like sometimes the emotional impact has been anger or like frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so interested. I feel like I'm gonna come up with a lot of nonfiction and like types. For yeah, because like see. my immediate thought has jumped to a couple nonfiction books. Yeah, me too. I don't think there's gonna be no fiction books on that, but I think it's gonna be. It'll be a good mix. I'm excited. Yeah, I actually think this might be one where we avoid fantasy. Yeah, unintentionally. Yeah uh so that is great any kind of final thoughts here megan i don't think so it was fun yeah that was fun all right well thank you so much for listening as always if you want to find more of our content we do have an instagram account it is at the book jar pod you can check us out there also send us any questions you want us to answer on the podcast we will talk about them for about 45 minutes which is always fun mm-hmm. and we are kind of looking for more topics as it is so yeah that would be perfect other than that that's it for this one we will be back soon to talk about you know our emotional scarring from books (laughs) and until then keep reading Mm -hmm.